Welcome to Rising Stronger Radio, where we explore mental health from a more holistic perspective to empower you to break free from symptoms like anxiety, depression, fatigue, lack of motivation, and addictive behaviors, and instead create an environment both inside and out that is more conducive to healing, vitality, and living a purposeful life. We focus on topics like the power of nutrition, movement, and other lifestyle habits, how to navigate the toxicity and pitfalls of the modern world, as well as philosophical, spiritual, and religious concepts to help you bring out the best in yourself and find your place and purpose in creation. My name is Keith. I'm a holistic health coach and independent mental health researcher. I'm also someone who has faced significant struggles with anxiety, depression, addiction, and other chronic health issues. If you haven't already, you can head over to my website, risingstronger.com, and download my free high mileage foods for mental health guide. I also offer a free 30 minute breakthrough chat if you're interested in personalized guidance and dialing in your nutrition and lifestyle habits to support energy, clarity, and happiness. With that said, let's get into today's episode. All right. Hello and welcome. My name is Keith. This is the Rising Stronger podcast. And in this episode, the intro episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the purpose of the podcast. We're going to talk about my story and why I'm doing this. And then I'm going to give a brief overview of what to expect in future episodes. And to get right into the purpose of the podcast, if I had to lay it out in, in one sentence or one idea, it would be to help other men and young men to take ownership of their mental and physical health so that they can live their life fully. And it might be useful to start with a couple of questions so that you can identify if this is the right place for you and to, to kind of understand some of the purpose of, of what we're going to be talking about. To rattle off a few off the top of my head, this will be for you if you feel like you're lacking purpose and direction in your life. If you feel like, if you know in your heart, deep inside of you, that there's more to life than meaningless jobs or meaningless days. There's more to life than petty addictions. There's more to life than porn and drugs and alcohol and, you know, living only for the weekend and being miserable the rest of the time. If you feel like you're struggling with depression or overthinking or anxiety, excess stress based on the way that you live. If you're lacking motivation and drive to, to live your life, to do more, to do the things that you want to do, to do the things that you feel like you're called to do. Or again, going back to the first statement, if you feel like you know there is something more, but you're not sure what that is. If you struggle with your energy and vitality, you feel like you don't even have the energy to get through the day. You don't have the energy to, to do more than you're doing. If you feel like you've let yourself go, or maybe you've never really had yourself and want to improve your physical health, want to be a person that you feel good about being, be comfortable in your own skin, be proud of, you know, what you are, not, not out of things that you can't control, but out of knowing that you're putting in the time and effort and work into the habits, into your habits and, you know, finding discipline in things that 
go beyond just the, let's say, immediate gratification or immediate pleasures of many of the things that we gravitate toward in, in this modern world. So if you can relate to those things, that's just a few off the top of my head or a few ideas that I had noted, then you're in the right place. And so, as I said, the purpose is to, the purpose of the podcast is to help and, and let's say the purpose of the work that I do and that I'm doing is to help you take ownership of your mental and physical health. And the reason why that's such an important place to start is because those are the things that hold many of us back when we are lacking physical health we're often lacking confidence we don't like the way that we look which is not you know by any means the most or the only important thing and it's important to a degree and important in certain contexts but i'm not referring to you know being vain or overly concerned with how you look but there is a point where the way we look reflects how we feel about ourselves and how we live our lives and we know that other people see that and that you know we know it and we see it and the way that we look often reflects the way that we feel as well <clears throat> and again look can be one thing there you can look great or be incredibly fit and still not feel good so i don't want to generalize too much because it may apply in or that that idea may apply even to people who do try to keep up with their health and their, uh, let's say, fitness in, in a very, or using that term in a very broad sense. Um, but let's expand that and say the way that we feel, our energy levels, our ability to take on, you know, the day that we face, take on all of the different tasks and responsibilities and to take on more and to do it with, you know, with a sense of, uh, pride and determination and drive and will to grow and to build something and, you know, to add to the world. And, you know, kind of the other side of that is, is the mental health aspect. I think that there is a, we'll get into this a little bit more when I talk about my story, but I think that there is a significant shortcoming in the world when it comes to men's mental health. And it's not because you know, the, the typical idea is that men kind of just stuff things. And that's obviously not necessarily good. There might be a time and place for a need to do that, but it shouldn't be the way that we are uh, as a rule. And what I think falls short is that the modern medicalized mental health industry often leads people in general. I, I I see this in my work with, uh, you know, adolescents or younger people with women as well, but also men, but leading people into a false idea of what mental health really is and a misunderstanding of how to go about improving, taking control of, taking hold of, uh, and overcoming these symptoms. And just as important as physical health, you know, our mental health determines in a lot of ways how we live our lives. So, it's important that we understand how, and I, I read a quote at one point in a book, this is a few years ago, but it was about Buddhism. And it was talking about, it was, it's really the, the main thing that I 
took away from the book, but how people lose their vitality. And let's apply that to physical and mental health because they, they don't understand what it actually is to have it or how to maintain it in the first place. And so that's what we're seeing in our modern world. We're seeing people who are chronically sick, lack of energy, digestive problems, let's say getting headaches a lot of the time, inability to fall and stay asleep, depression, anxiety. So both sides of the coin, mental and physical health, not because we have to be facing these things, but because we're living in a way that we don't understand how to properly maintain them. And we don't really understand why it's important. And it's so important. We don't understand how it impacts ourselves, our ability to live and the people around us by our disconnection from the importance of maintaining our vitality. And, and I, I don't mean we have to be in perfect health, but most people nowadays are, are trending in the wrong direction significantly. And it, and to the point that it, it becomes a burden on, you know, ourselves and others. Um, but the word vitality has, you know, it's a loaded word. So I also don't mean that we should put everything else aside in order to kind of focus only on our health and wellness. I have, you know, been there as a result of trying to fix different health issues. And uh, I think it can be a trap as well. So, yeah, so we live in a world where we don't really have much emphasis on on understanding how we work, understanding how, what we are as human beings and how to, um, how to be, you know, we learn all of these different things, everything, you know, about like the external world. And maybe you could even argue that we, we learn, you know, we don't learn a lot of important stuff about that, but we learn very little about ourselves and how to, how to exist in the right way in the world, both internally and externally. And so that's a big part of, of what we're doing here. It's just coming to understand how to take control, how to take ownership so that we can think more clearly, have the energy that we need to, have the drive and motivation that we need to feel confident in the way that we look, speak, all of those things. And, you know, there are reasons why this is like why we're facing a point where men need this part of it. And, and this is kind of just going back to the purpose of the podcast, but far, part of it is most of us don't really have examples of strong, balanced and well in integrated males in our lives, whether that's growing up or just out in the culture at large, it's so much the case for so many of us because of, you know, cultural changes and, um, you know, the way that the world kind of swung at a period, like uh, many of us didn't have, yeah, didn't have the, the male figures that we needed to learn how to, to become what we could be and what we maybe need to be. We'll get more into that. And the result of this, and one of the things that detracts us from our ability to be healthy and 
to live well and to be the people that we know inside we want to be and to step into, you know, something greater that we feel called to do is that we, we fall into addictions. Like I said, the, it's a, it's a very prominent issue in our culture that men, but also women, just people in general, we fall into trying to escape ourselves because we're so empty, which has to do with many different things, lack of good input uh, mentally, like taking in crappy information, lots of social media, news, et cetera, taking in crappy foods so that we're left void of, you know, the ability to actually feel good in our own skin. We fall into these addictions, drinking, alcohol use and overuse, drug use, porn, sex, junk food. And it's not only isn't fulfilling and doesn't lead us in the direction that we want to go, but it actually takes away from all those things. It becomes a, uh, you know, a block in our ability to live more purposefully. I think part of the issue too for men is that we lack rites of passage. Um, I'm about to get into my story, so I'll just allude to this. But, you know, for me, I struggled with depression and, and just being all over the place, no sense of purpose or direction, overthinking everything, racing mind, but, but periods of significant depression, especially toward the end of high school and, and college and just got sucked into drug addiction. You know, there, I eventually got to the point where for me specifically, it was opiates, but you know, everything else leading up to that, but where it just seemed to fill this void. And the, it became a rite of passage for me, addiction. It was terrible. It was hell. I mean, I, I was, you know, very seriously addicted to having to go to, <clears throat> I mean, this is 10, 11 years at this point, but having to go to multiple rehabs and, you know, doing a lot of things that I wasn't proud of and that I never thought I would do, but it served as a rite of passage. It, it served to help me at least to start to shed, you know, the boy in me and to let go of, to let go of a lot of the things that, that weren't serving me both internally and externally. And, you know, these are things that for a very long time, we always had men had rites of passage. We had specific points in time where alongside other men, uh, or at least initiated by other men, we had these events that helped us to transition from boyhood to manhood, to transition away from self-centered to, you know, world-centric to, to looking out and trying to, uh, you know, find our place in the world, to, to add to it, to do something, to be a part of uh, the collective, and also to, you know, take on responsibility, to let go of our, you know, to let go and to grow into, let's say, to make it simple. And for women, they have 
you know, they menstruate, they get their period. That's a, a big rite of passage for women. It's kind of the biological, um, but it, you know, and I'm sure it serves psychologically too, as the marker of transitioning from a girl to a young woman. And so there are, you know, there are other things, um, for men, but there, there are reasons I think that for a long time we had rites of passage and, because we no longer have them, I think a lot of people get stuck in connecting back to what I was saying, drugs, alcohol, sex, porn, junk food, into these things that we use in an irresponsible and let's say even childish way sometimes or boyish way to just escape ourselves, to escape our responsibilities, to escape discomfort, um, all of that. And so... Like I said, we all have that feeling that there's more to life, that there's more for us, that there's more about us than maybe we know or understand. We know that inside. And our world is just, if you don't know how to connect to that, living of the world at this point in you know time, is it's very hard to, to come across it naturally or to just stumble into it. And so knowing how to navigate your experience and connecting to that can be life-changing and it is possible. It's still there. It's still accessible to all of us, but um, it's, it's not super obvious and it's not something we're necessarily taught. So I touched on a little bit of my story already. I'm going to just expand on that some. So I, you know, I, what do I want to say here? I struggled with mental health what i came later to understand well yeah it was was both mental and physical health um you know issues let's say that kind of lingered for a while and as i got into my teens and late teenage years just really having no sense of purpose or direction and i i think for like i always had this sense deep in me even when i was younger of there being more to life, like there, there being more than just working only to make money. And there's ways to make what seem like meaning, meaningless jobs or meaningless work purposeful. So don't get me wrong, but you know, I had this feeling that there was just more to life. And so I, I struggled for a while. And the first thing that, that really helped me that, that kind of regulated my nervous system, let's say, which is another thing that we'll talk a lot about and that I think it's important that you understand was finding the gym. So my cousin introduced me to weightlifting and I can remember very clearly just it being the first time that I sent, I felt a, like the chaos inside of me just kind of come to a point of, uh, order to use that, you know, like Jordan Peterson idea, but where I had discipline, I had structure, I had something to do, I had something physical to do, but it was also very much mental and even spiritual. And where I started to see myself progress and grow and have delayed gratification. And, you know, this was really important for me. It was, it was a taste, but I didn't, I couldn't conceptualize that then. Like, I didn't know that that's what was happening. I knew that it was good. 
but I didn't exactly understand why. And, you know, over the years I lost connection with it. Um, but between, between girls when I was younger and starting to get into, you know, drugs and drinking and things like that, all of these things became, as I was saying, just these places of instant, instant gratification, these places to fill the void that I, you know, didn't necessarily, couldn't necessarily identify and wouldn't have known what to do if I did know, or if I could identify it. Um, but I eventually fell into addiction, like I said, and this, you know, started very innocently with just typical drugs and drinking, and then turned into, you know, very serious opiate addiction requiring multiple times in like, I think five times in rehab and moving from Pennsylvania to Florida for a period of time. And, you know, it was a whole ordeal. And prior to that, I'll rewind a little bit. I, you know, I, I, my parents were always very in tune with mental health. Let's say they both uh, worked professionally in mental health in some capacity. And so they were, you know, they could see that I was struggling at times. They understood that it was more than just, you know, that, that there was stuff going on there. So I went to, you know, different doctors, psychiatrists, neurologists, um, therapists, and the result, although I think these people were, you know, well-intentioned, the result was just being like medicated like crazy medicated, uh, you know, for ADHD, for anxiety, for insomnia, for depression. And what I understand now is that again, although these people are well-intentioned and very smart and very well-educated in this pigeonholed way of seeing these things, nobody ever understood what was actually going on with me. It was only all of that, all of those things were symptoms and while I believe that medications can serve a purpose, I, I, you know, I understand now that they are, they, they're very slippery slope and overused and just the way that we understand mental health and that kind of thing, medications and, you know, what's actually happening with people is uh, very incomplete and reductionistic. And so all of those medications, number one, kind of introduced me to like just taking pills. It just became a regular, very normalized and regular thing. And it also, I think, played a big part in me falling into like addiction, just the way that, you know, again, my understanding now, the way that these medications, these psycho, uh, psychoactive drugs can affect your brain. Like I think they really lowered my inhibition and sent me down a path that maybe I wouldn't have gone on otherwise. But regardless, the point is that by just being given these medications and not addressing or have not having these people know how to address or even know how to look for and identify the actual things that were going on, which I'm not trying to be vague, but like underlying physiological or physical health issues, um, you know, just lack of structure in my life, inability to sleep because I was often eating crap before bed and like watching TV, just all of these things that when you understand how the body and brain work, you can kind of 
change your environment in a way or change your habits, change what you do to help reduce or eliminate these things. And so none of, none of these things were addressed also emotional and, you know, other issues like that, but none of these things were truly addressed. And so on the, that led to drug addiction, obviously the unaddressed issues played a part in the drug addiction and on the other end of that, I kind of struggled. So I, I got sober, got myself cleaned up. Um, it was up and down for a little while with just going back and forth between never falling back into addiction, but still kind of using things to escape and self-medicate. But eventually I started to understand or come across and reconnect with like the gym component. So lifting and getting back in there, which really helped, but I just traded my addiction for, you know, or with drugs for the gym. And I actually made myself kind of chronically ill by overburdening myself, just lifting, you know, too much, taking very little rest days, focusing, you know, very little on sleep and recovery, just burning myself out, overeating crappy food to, you know, to try to gain weight and put on muscle and things like that, or let's say gain muscle. And, you know, my health, health suffered as a result, but it led me to coming to a more or starting to explore a more holistic understanding of health and understanding the roles of nutrition and lifestyle and all of the different things that, that are necessary to function fully, to, you know, maintain, regain, optimize our health and well-being and help me to understand where, you know, exercise and fitness falls in this. Like, it's a very important piece of it, but for most people, it seems like the answer. And I think it oftentimes actually winds up detracting, if not done right, to our or to their health. And so in coming to understand this, this more holistic perspective, I understand how much or I came to understand how much digestion and gut health impact mental health. And that was a big uh, component of me over time. You know, it took uh, some time to figure out how to like eat in a way that, that worked for me and my unique circumstances uh, based on, you know, my history that, that worked, but it, you know, once I did my depression and anxiety basically resolved and that, you know, in conjunction with a balanced lifestyle, otherwise, um, you know, really, really changed my life. So I hit on gut health, but not just that, like just the, the totality of everything, learning to live my life in a balanced way, learning to understand the world that I lived in, meaning how to exist in this modern world, which is very inconducive to health and happiness and well-being. It's just, it's very conducive to stress, depression, anxiety, burnout, um, you know, unhappiness. But when, but learning to navigate <clears throat> that, learning to see how I could still do this in a world that is just so disconnected changed everything. It changed the way that I saw myself. It changed the way that I understood, you know, these kinds of issues that I had been facing, the mental health issues. Um, it changed my, you know, energy, my ability to 
to, to be, to be more of myself, to grow into more of the person that, you know, that I needed to be. And, and it's really where I feel like I tapped into, you know, just like a level of vitality. And again, when I, when I say that, I, to me, vitality is like the intangible, the undefinable thing of just like, you know, when you meet a person that has a certain level of vitality, like they have a certain level of enthusiasm for life. They just seem to be comfortable in their own skin. All of these things, there's reasons why most people don't have that. And there's very specific ways that we can go about kind of reclaiming that. But vitality is just that ability to like exist in the way that we, we know inside we want to exist. The lack of vitality it's just you can see it in people's eyes, like an emptiness or a sadness or a just dissociative look, like just don't even want to be here, don't want to exist in this body. And maybe, you know, maybe not being like crazy depressed or, um, you know, something specific like that, but just a general disconnection from what life can be from the from all of the potential and inherent beauty of life from all of what we can be as human beings. And so when I reconnected with that, it just, it, it really changed everything for me. And I saw that all of the say treatment that I got for my mental health, for my addiction problems, it was all incomplete. Again, well-intentioned people, um, you know, necessary, some of it at some of the time with, you know, it being the only, um, especially the rehab I'm referring to, but like the only way that I know how to go about, uh, or, you know, knew how to go about addressing these things, but just incomplete lacking an understanding of how the body actually works, how the brain actually works, how addiction works, how mental health works. And we're going to talk a lot. I mean, I've mentioned mental health a lot, much of what we're going to address in this podcast and just that I you know, talk about in my work is mental health because it's so misunderstood. And for so many of us, it's our mental health issues are really just symptoms of underlying physiological imbalances coupled with, you know, other components, but to only address them, like I like to say, mental health isn't just mental. But to only address our mind or our brain or our thoughts or to try to, you know, when we get caught up in like these obscure ideas of brain chemistry, like it, it just leads people astray. The whole idea, I think, is, again, incomplete and reductionistic. Um, so because of how much all of this changed my life in either late 2000, I think it was late 2015, I decided to get certified as a integrative nutrition health coach. My idea was that I was going to work with other people who were facing similar issues coming out of addiction or struggling to just let go of addictions, whether serious or, you know, kind of just nagging things that uh, inhibited living life fully. Um, and, and to help to work with people who struggle with their mental health to help them connect um you know, the, the two sides of the coin, the physical and the mental health component and, you know, actually heal, actually do something different, not get stuck in the typical paradigm, not get stuck in just back and forth and up and down and being stuck on, 
you know, what can be very potentially harmful and destructive medications. And so that started a journey which has unfolded over, you know, the last five, six years or so of working with people in this way. That's what I do. It's it's a significant part of my full-time job right now, working at a uh, counseling office alongside therapists, but doing work with nutrition, lifestyle, um, physical training, um, and, and movement components of things. And I've had the, let's say it's, I've been fortunate to get to work with a broad range of people, a broad range of age groups and both men and women to see that, you know, there are common patterns with a lot of this stuff. There are common patterns as to why people wind up, um, where they do addicted, depressed, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, and it's really helped to hone the way that I view human beings and human health and well-being, and, and, you know, how people can reconnect with, you know, what we're looking for. Like it's, it's what we're all, we're all looking for a sense of fulfillment, a sense of happiness, but not in the sense of like elated, uh, this is my opinion too, but of in terms of what we're looking for, but I believe it's true, but not in the sense of elated happiness where we get a new phone or a new car or like new clothes, just that, that gratification that wears off. It's called the, um, hedonic treadmill. Like we're just on this hamster wheel of like constantly trying to take in pleasures that initially feel good, but just die away or wear away or die down, you know, very quickly. So I don't mean that instant gratification thing. I mean, happiness in the sense of having purpose, having a sense of well-being based on knowing that we're living in a way that is in line with living fully and understanding ourselves. But there's a, there's a sense of happiness that permeates everything even when life is terrible even like when life is chaotic even in the midst of things falling apart there is a happiness that we can connect to that is there no matter what and i think that redefining happiness is is a really important part of you know of just humans changing of of us being able to reclaim that thing we're looking for is realizing that the way that we're going about looking for it is in all the wrong places. And so another, you know, component, which I'm just going to mention briefly, but I want to throw it in here has been kind of a spiritual journey alongside all of the, this, you know, like physical health and mental health related uh, or the physical health and mental health related components and so I think I've I've taken what seems to be a very typical path for people these days is kind of being lost. I I was raised Catholic, but in a very like kind of disconnected sense. It never meant anything to me. And and you know, it's been I'm 33. It's been probably 20 years since I've been to church, aside from like a funeral or something like that. And 
as I found or as I started to find my way and started to explore, you know, some of these things that I was talking about after coming out of my addiction and trying to reconcile like my, my mental and emotional kinds of hold up, holdups, um, started coming across more of the Eastern ideas, Buddhism and Taoism. I, uh, Taoism is actually was very useful to me. If you've ever heard of the, the Tao Te Ching, it's a very powerful book. There's a lot of kind of powerful ideas and uh, ways to reshape, you know, the way that you see and interact with the world. Um, but in addition to other things too, more new age kinds of ideas and just getting really into, you know, the spiritual. And all I can say is that <clears throat> over time, it led me back to, you know, maybe three years ago, just exploring Christianity again. But what the Eastern and, well, the Eastern thought and kind of way of seeing things, and I'm referring to, again, Buddhism, Taoism, like even Hinduism and yoga and things like that, helped me to see the, the importance and the that there was a participatory nature in spirituality and religion that as opposed to what I was, what I grew up with in the Christianity that I knew and the Christianity that, that was, is in the West. I'm going to like be very specific that I don't connect with or resonate like with the typical Christianity that we see in, in, you know, let's say America. Um, as opposed to that, what these Eastern philosophies, religions, and spiritualities showed me was that there was something to be participated in. There was some something to grow into spiritually. There was a way of letting go of all of this baggage that we carry around, a different way of perceiving and, um, you know, just living. And, you know, about three years ago, it, for, you know, various different reasons, I started to explore... Um, orthodox christianity which is the eastern you could call it eastern orthodox so it's or the eastern form of christianity which is much deeper it's much more rooted in tradition it's much more rooted in it being an experience and a way of life and it's been a back and forth and up and down over the past three years but much more recently it's become it's become the path for me in that way and um you know i really see that I think it holds a lot of the answers for, um, for people, but for men and young men, because there are, there are practical built-in ways to come to know ourselves, to come to let go of the stuff that bogs us down and holds us back and these addictions and what, you know, what they would call passions, but, um, porn, uh, just gravitating toward porn, drugs, junk food, gravitating toward things to escape ourselves. And um, yeah, it's really, there's really something there that, that I don't think most people who are involved in Western Christianity even know is part of Christianity and, and was like from the start. And I think there are, the, the, there are a lot of answers to many of the cultural issues we see and, and like modern day issues we see 
again with everybody, but but even specifically with men. So it's definitely going to be a part of what you know what I discuss here. I think there are I've connected with some people that I really respect and I think have a lot of uh, a lot to offer men and young men, and that I've you know already learned so much from. So that segues well into the what to expect component of this um well i guess with my story i'll also share that uh you know as a result of a lot of these things and just starting to live and i say that because none of none of these things that i value and cherish in my life would be here if i hadn't taken these paths that i did taken like mm -hmm. let's say the road less traveled and trying to um you know, to heal and to better understand myself and to disconnect myself from like the, the ways of the modern world. But to all of this led me to, you know, a job and a career that I absolutely love that I get to work with people in, you know, in a setting that, you know, I can help them to, to learn and understand these things. And that, um, you know, like my role is, is coaching with people, but help them to move forward in their lives, help to balance out um, well, yeah, in, you know, I work alongside therapists, so they're getting some of this over here. And, and, you know, I think that the physical health component and some of this just knowledge that seems to be so obvious to everybody once they understand it, but that we're so disconnected from, and you just can't find it in even like the top professionals in mental or physical health, or just our system is very disconnected from health. I like to say that from both a mental health and physical health standpoint, we have a, we don't have a healthcare system. We have a disease management and monetization system. And it, you just have to understand that the system that we live within, the healthcare system that we live within is focused on managing symptoms, not curing, not getting to the root, not understanding, not producing health, but just managing symptoms, maybe covering symptoms and making money doing so. It doesn't mean that the people aren't good and well-intentioned. It doesn't mean that it doesn't serve a purpose. It's absolutely the best thing that could happen if you, or, you know, the best, the best form of care for an emergency. But um, for so many of these things that we're dealing with in this world, it just falls short and it's incomplete. Um, so, so career, I have a, a wife and a 17 month old son now. And, you know, there's just, there's so much goodness in my life that I attribute. And, and like, I can't take credit for it. These things or this path has just kind of laid itself out in front of me. Um, but I think it's so important. And, and that's the reason I'm saying that is that when you feel called in a certain direction, or when you see that there's something pulling you in a, in a, in a new direction or in something that might be different than what you think, like following that, you know, trail of breadcrumbs. I think there's a reason that, that we have those yearnings or those pullings in certain directions, because it's, it's often where we're meant to go. And it often leads to, you know, like leads to helping us become the person that we're meant to be. Um, and so What to expect? We're going to talk more about, you know, practical 
ideas and ways that you can regain, reclaim, and optimize your mental and physical health from nutrition, uh, different lifestyle components, getting deeper into how to see your environment and, and you know, your world differently. Um, how to build emotional resilience and come to understand. See, this is a big thing for men too, that trauma is very misunderstood. There's more modern and deeper understandings of like complex trauma where even if you haven't faced something like seeing somebody die or, you know, having some acute traumatic experience that just the stress of the modern world and the stress of how mo most of us grow up as a result of the way our culture and modern world has like what it's done to families. We have these underlying traumas. And so come and understand those things, come and under understand the nervous system, how to get out of the fight or flight, how to get out of that always being on guard and, and tense type of, you know, well, physiological state conversations with other people who have faced similar issues or who are doing work in the space. I mentioned some of the, um, Orthodox priests that, um, you know, that I've done some work with and other people, but just a broad range. I, I'm excited to have conversations around these things because it's right there. Like this knowledge is just ripe for the picking and, and these ways of living. And it, you know, it can help to change your life so quickly. And so, yeah, just building on that, um, with the themes of being able to take full responsibility and ownership for your mental and physical health and your life and, and following that inner yearning of knowing that there's more, there's more for you, there's more of you to become. And so again, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your time and attention to listen to this. Um, you can go to my website, risingstronger.com. If you want more information or to check out, you know, more resources, I have a guide there called uh, the right food can be medicine for the mind. So that's a good place to start with some foods that can help you to start to reclaim your mental and physical health and start to take control of your life. All right. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe and head over to risingstronger.com. You can join my growing email list by entering your email address or downloading my free guide, the High Mileage Foods for Better Mental Health Guide. I do offer a free 30-minute coaching consultation. You can sign up for that there as well. And again, I appreciate your time. I'll see you in the next episode.